This is the Horse Talk Show Podcast with Louisa Barton. We are going to get to our barrel segment now, brought to you by Turning Point Kinesiology and uh, Oxygen Treatment. Did I say that right? Yeah, oxygen that's, therapy yeah. treatment. Oxygen therapy uh, and training, give, yes. We're going to give Sonny a shot with his joint. We, yeah, we're going to work so on I'll that. So I'll report back to you. At the moment, unfortunately, he is a little bit lame on his left uh, rear and not wanting to put weight on it. So uh, we're going to give we're it a We're going to do a little oxygen yeah. therapy for And we'll yeah. do some before and after <laughs> photos and videos yeah. for you, and we'll share those with good. you on social media. I'm going to let you get to our As the Barrel Turns and uh, hand it over to you, Squeak, <laughs> and uh, Boo Flournoy. Uh, thank you for joining I, I, us and today. Good morning, and good morning to Boo, who's been a long-time friend of mine. Um, but you know what's so funny about Heather talking about monkeys on her trail ride? <laughs> I love that. When, when Boo asked me the other day, what were we going to talk about? I said, how about monkeys? You, know? you did. <laughs> I did. Did I not? Did. Monkeys and monsters. Yes, I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did. I did said, okay, how about monkeys? No, I did not. See, what she, she was talking won. about, yeah, she Tevis. Yeah. Which is like the big endurance race. Isn't so that her third time to win it? Or? Yes, 100 wow. miles in 24 yeah. hours. Yeah, out there Canyons in California. Canyons and rocks and yeah, it was cliff awesome. faces. But, <laughs> yeah, she was talking about when she was in uh, Malaysia, the, the monkeys, monkeys in the monsoons. And I and I started laughing because I said, oh, well, good. We can talk about monkeys today. <laughs> anyway, so shall we talk about barrel horses, I think. I think. I think we will. Um, I, another thing I was commenting to Louisa about is, you know, you and I have been at this a while. And, you know, remember when before we had MBHA, which 3Ds and 4Ds, and to have a, a jackpot, you know, a 500 added jackpot was kind of a real big deal. Right. And if you were lucky, we'd get 30 people because, you know, a lot of people say, well, I'm not going to put up my money because Boo's there or Squeak's there or, you know, Sally or, you know, whoever. And, and nowadays it's changed so much because of the 3D, 4D concept. So a local jackpot now, instead of 30, is 130. Right. And like I was telling her at just a, you know, a, the Ocala, when we were at the pavilion a few weeks ago, we had 300 horses that was during that same time yes. they had the Paso show. But so tell us how you feel like it's evolved that way, you know, with the, the barrel racing and what you've seen and how you've come along in it and, and how you got started. Well, I remember when, uh, it's funny, last night at a little small jackpot yeah. I was talking about, we were explaining the 3D format mm -hmm. to somebody that was a spectator that was mm -hmm. asking. And uh, I talked about how, like you said before, yeah. there might be 30 entries. If you're lucky. <clears throat> and, um, and we kind of were a little bit, uh, didn't want to get on the bus whenever they first started it because we were thinking, well, we didn't want our 1D horse to outrun somebody that got paid behind us with mm -hmm. that format the way that it is. But, like you said, it's gone from 30 entries right. maybe to right. 130 on just a, a nighttime yeah. jackpot. Yeah. And what I see that that's done is let every level of rider right. be able to enjoy barrel racing. Right. And also for us trainers, we can take a horse that's not ready to win uh -huh. and let him come from the bottom up. and, and Hear his name called and uh, yeah. the pressure they get whenever it's their turn to run. And right. 
where, you know, he might start in the 4D and right. you get to see his progress and it's a whole lot easier to judge him against the great horses. It is, and, and nowadays we, we have our, you know, like uh, in the in the quarter horse racing, uh, you know, we have the, you know, AAA, top AAA, we have the speed index, you know. Right. And, and I, in the thoroughbred racing, they have what they call a, a buyer's number and it's the same type of thing as mm -hmm. that. And with us, we compare them, oh, it's a 1D horse or a 3D horse or, you know, and we actually we have that now. I think that's kind of cool in it that is. sense. And I mean, I do remember when the MBHA was starting, I, I jumped on and got my charter membership because even though I didn't understand exactly what it was going to do and how it was going to happen, I thought, well, Martha's in on it and Talmadge is in on it and some of the biggest names in barrel racing were all behind it. And then Mr. Morris, who was right. a big deal in it. And I thought, ah, I better get in on this. I'll find out later how it's going. <laughs> but it's been a good, uh, it's been a good thing for the industry right you know but now and now past that tell us how you got started where you come from where you came from how you got started in your riding and then into barrel racing and us rodeo and when we did up there all yeah. those gurney rodeos so. well when I was a little child, my sister's 10 years older than I am. Sorry, Susan. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> but she, um, she saved her lunch money because when I was two years old, I wanted to ride a blonde pony mm. for my birthday. Aww. Okay. She saved her lunch money and took me to the stables to ride that pony, and it was a blonde. Ken Williams. Stables. Oh, oh, of course. Well, yeah. There and then, go. of course, Ken was great for right. taking everybody in. Yeah. He, of course, he'd work you to death. Yeah. But you also got, got to be to. around horses. Right. And so we grew up through that. Right. And showed Western Pleasure horses mm -hmm. a long time ago when they traveled like right. just like regular horses. horses. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it, but then we were always around his barn. Mm -hmm. And then I started dating my husband. Mm -hmm. And we traveled with speed, and I was watching the barrel race, and I was like, the same person, same, same few win every time. I might as well get me one and get yeah. in on it. <laughs> and then about two years later, I started getting some money. Right, right. <laughs> it yeah, wasn't quite exactly. as easy as I thought looking yeah. from the outside. Exactly. But I felt like um, because I could make a horse do whatever I wanted him to do, mm -hmm. it would be a whole lot easier to teach him to run barrels. Mm -hmm. And I have stuck with that through the years. I want right. a good foundation on my horse yeah. because... It's a lot of pressure on them. Mm -hmm. They hear other horses running. Naturally, mm -hmm. that makes them get upset. And whenever we are able to control them and they have a lot of buttons on them as far as being able to uh, move every part of their body, right. then it's like a safety zone for them to sure. me. Yeah. Whenever, you know, as, it, but whenever they get upset mm -hmm. or whenever they start messing up during their run, if they have that basic right training to go back to that you have control um it, it makes them comfortable right it takes away that panic but right you know right it, yeah. they need a leader when they get scared exactly yeah horses need to have that you're right but that so uh, i will i do want to mention that you were talking about speed who she's talking about is speedy williams who is 10 times uh national hey, finals speedy williams fast Yes, <laughs> ten times national finalist uh, or winner of the uh, team roping. And uh, anyway, just she got grew up. She grew into up. the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Just got inducted into the Hall of Fame. So that's who she grew up with, with his family and and his roping and uh, and got her start there. But um, and I remember Bobby and you guys would come. We'd ride and do stuff. And uh, yeah, when we had some fun, I remember telling 
you would joke right before you went into the rodeo at uh, Hilliard that time. <laughs> and she was so funny coming home on that. But um, anyway, on the, um, you know, back to on, on the barrel horses, are you still doing a few turdy horses a good bit? Or are you, are you still leaning toward that some? Or are you wanting to just do open horses? I really love the young horses. Mm -hmm. um, I love taking that clean canvas and, and putting my work on it. Um, it's what I'm good at. It's my favorite part. Mm -hmm. I have gotten to where I don't break two-year-olds anymore. Yeah, I don't. And, um, you know, so you've got to find somebody mm -hmm. you feel good to get on behind and, and start from there. But it's just so rewarding every day that you get to ride a young horse and kind of show him the way through. Yeah. And um, as far as hauling fraternity horses, unless I have a real superstar, right. Uh, there's because of the 3D format, 4D right. format, there's so much more to go to now on mm -hmm. the East Coast to where exactly. we used to have to go West in right. order to be able to really compete at, for big money. Mm -hmm. It's not so much anymore. So right. financially, it doesn't make as much sense unless mm -hmm. you've got a real superstar right. to leave the East Coast. Because yeah, and, and you know, at the do. futurities, you know, here again, I'm going back to, I, I said something to Louisa earlier. I don't mean this by any means that it doesn't mean a lot, but you know, and when we hear about these horse races, there's so much money in regular flat horse racing, but they're running against 10 or 12 horses. We're running against, like I said, as a rule, just locally 100 right. or more. And then you just add a little bit more money. Now you're talking three to 500. And at the Futurities, you've been there, I've been there, 800 to 1,000 horses are running That's at the same, thing, trying to yeah. get down to that number one spot. And right. if you're lucky, you get in the top 50 to get some money, right? You know, and that and that's hard. I, I, my husband figured out that years ago to get in that top fifty at Fort Smith, you had to be in the top one and a half percent. Yeah, yeah, and and, and that's hard to do in anything. I was say, that's not easy. It's hard is to it? do it anything. So right. you know, and it, and it's such a you know, but but like you said, there's so much more going on now right. that we can go to. So what are you doing right now? What have you got right now that you've got going? I have two two-year-olds and if they turn out you know like they're mm -hmm. and right now I'm really happy with them right if they turn out to be capable of going to the futurities I would probably pick the few that I like yeah because there's know. big money out there yeah. in the future because you so. can win the most money right. at one show at, at right. a futurity at, at for a futurity, sure yeah. um, and then I've got a four-year-old and a five-year-old that are slightly green and what I'm trying to do with them is just right. finish You're them out. Trying to build you a horse like that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I have an open horse mm -hmm. that's for sale that uh, belongs to someone else. Mm -hmm. um, is that the Palomino mm -hmm. mare? Oh, yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. She does a very good job with this Palomino mare. She's she's awesome to watch. You both I love Palominos. Yeah. yeah. I do too. <laughs> I, long, I, long I, ones. I and I, I love Palomino. Of course, I, you know, I've had some good ones. You've seen me on a couple For of sure. good Palomino horses, but I mean. But uh, I noticed that I'm loving them less whenever I have to wash them every time you oh, go to the show. <laughs> Are you that's a good old true. brown horse? That's you can you brush him to, off. That's when you have to befriend your monkeys and have the monkeys. Exactly. I knew I was going to get the monkeys. You in were going to get the monkeys. I was going to get the monkeys in on this thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know that's the thing about the um, open horses too. Now is as tough as our competition is. And, and not that it isn't in other parts of the United States, but you know, uh, used to be the uh, 
people from Texas, Oklahoma thought they were going to come down here and take our money during rodeo, and they right. they usually they got spanked, you know, because we're pretty tough down here with this, you know, and almost all as as all aspects of horses. I mean, we That's have tough true. race horses, we, we have exactly. tough cutting horses, yes. we have sometimes we, we have, have fewer, people. yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes we have fewer, maybe fewer farms or fewer people doing that one thing, but the ones that are are dead serious Serious about it, about it you know. Sure. And that's like I said, I, I know you've had to, like, like me, you've had to go out to Texas and Oklahoma like we were talking about to go to those. But it, it is nice to have things come in a little bit closer to us with some bigger money. For you sure. Know? And then, you know, you're also, you talk about us being, having some really nice horses in Florida and it being yes. tough down here. Whenever you're nationally looking on the sales side right. to buy horses, that's one thing that you judge by is where's this horse running at, yeah. and yeah, who exactly. do we know that comes from exactly. there so that we can, yeah. you know, because a 2D horse in a certain place may not be but a 4D horse when you take it, him exactly. in the big spot. Well, I actually had somebody not long ago tell me that, you know, she had a 1D horse up where she comes from, and down here it's making it in a 3D. Exactly. And that is a point to make out. I mean, it doesn't mean there's not room for improvement for her to eventually get there. It's right. just that, you know, it's one of those things that, and, and in fact, uh, most of my f clients and friends from the Northeast like to get their horses from Florida. Right. You know, so that's kind of cool. It's kind of, but, that's a little bit of a buyer education yeah. point right there yeah. is that, you know, 1D is not 1D anywhere you go. Right, and again, you, I've explained before, but since we may have new listeners, you explain to, about the 4D concept, whatever, tell them how that works. Okay, the fastest horse out of, say, 300, let's pick 300, and say the fastest run of the whole day, so you don't know who wins the 2D, 3D, 4D until, until the yeah. very last horse runs. Yeah, like which that. makes it a little fun. Yeah, yeah it does. And, and we have some seen some, it does. We have seen, seen them come in at the last <laughs> five out of three hundred and yeah. change it all. Yeah. So, uh, say the fastest time run is a fourteen point five. Well, then the two D is a half second off of that, which right. would be a fifteen zero. Mm -hmm. The three D is one second off, mm -hmm. which would be. The 15.5, 15 yeah. and then the 40 would be, be the, the two seconds. Yeah, the two seconds off two the seconds fastest off. time. So yeah, so the very whatever that day it is, there's no set rules to it. There's no arena records in barrel racing because there's the reason for that is because ground conditions, arena conditions, sizes of arena, you can't set the same pattern. There are. There are, however, there are regulation size patterns for all all organizations. Like MBHA has a regulation standard size. The WPRA, which is the Women's Professional Rodeo Association, we have a standard size. But when you have, if you go to a small coliseum, just say like the NFR, which is in the Thomas and Mac Arena in, in Las Vegas. Um, they have to downsize that quite a bit because that's an indoor coliseum. So the rule of thumb there is they have to be, I believe, 15 to 18 feet off, off the, the wall and, yes. at any point. So, so you never really know what the what the um, size pattern you're going to be at unless it it can contain a, a regulation pattern. But, exactly. You know. So, so there's no. There are no, you know, people ask, what did your horse run? Well, what does that matter? Because right. if you weren't there that day, and, and ground conditions can be better one day, 
you know, because we had more rain or they can, or in, in a covered pen, it depends on who's fixing the ground as to how good our ground is right. because of the moisture sure. content and stuff like that. So well, those are also them. things that we end up factoring in when we choose to go to a barrel race. That's one yes. of the things you want to know is who's working the ground. Right. Yeah, you know, important. so your tractor and where, drivers. And where it's at, yeah. Right, where it's at, what kind of ground. Your the tractor drivers are pretty important. It's a big important. thing you hear in all horse sports. It is. You hear it, eventing, you hear yeah. race it's important. Track. Exactly. You show jumping. See, that's everything always, always connects, it always doesn't it? Connects back <laughs> it always to the connects. Ground. It always connects. Boo, I want to thank you and invite yeah. you to spend this last segment yes, too stay, with us. Um, with we're going to wrap up the show with some hurricane and fire preparedness. That fortunately, we don't need hurricane preparedness at the moment here, but unfortunately, but we are a hurricane state. We are, and California, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. I, I got a lot of friends both yeah. in the north and south who are dealing with fires at the moment. So I'm just going to send a lot of prayers and thoughts out to two-legged and four-legged um, across the whole state of California, and we're going to keep praying that we don't have to deal with any hurricanes this year. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we're going to come back in just a few minutes. Thank you, Boo. Thank, Thank you, Squeak. You. Yes. Hi, guys. This is Louisa Barton. I really hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Horse Talk Show podcast. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, and let me know what you thought. Now please go out there and share the podcast.